This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, August 25th. We're talking Brewers baseball today with our Brewers reporter, Adam McCalvey. And Adam, lo and behold, four straight wins for the crew following a 7-1 win against the Rockies on Wednesday to polish off a three-game sweep. And the four straight wins uh, ties the season high. Highlighted by Ryan Braun's 27th career multi-homer game. But I think I was most impressed personally by Zach Davies, uh, the youngster coming off to back-to-back rough outings against the Reds and the Cubs respectively. But then... He gets taken deep in the first by Nolan Arenado. No shame in that. So he's uh, behind the eight ball right away. And it would have been very easy for a guy who's young and struggling and maybe trying to find himself a little bit to to kind of pack it in and, and say, you know what, this isn't my day either today. But he picked himself up, uh, turned in six very solid innings, eight strikeouts, I believe, and uh, not just against any team, but against the team in the Rockies with a very good offense too. Yeah, it's a bit, and it was a big deal for him. You know, these guys – for all the players now, it's turning and going into the home stretch. And a team like the Brewers, they're not going to contend in September. I think for every player individually, it's about finishing strong and feeling like you have a little momentum going into the winter. And I think Davies is one of those guys who that's going to be big for because he was not part of the opening day roster this year. He was that number six guy coming out of spring training. Uh, he's going to be one of the five next year. And I think to have him go into the winter with uh, – head full of confidence, uh, put together a good full season, it would be a big deal for him and for the Brewers. So that made that outing uh, sort of a, a big one after two sort of subpar starts. He really got back on track, uh, was very quality. And he talks with, with Davies, the, the phrase you hear over and over is, don't give the hitters too much credit. So he's going to just attack you with lots of balls in the strike zone, and that's what he was able to do against Colorado. Yeah, and he pitched uh, very well, and, you know, it's it's easy for a guy when he's going well and he strings together a couple of good starts uh, consecutively to, you know, have everything in working order, but it's when you struggle, when you fall off the wagon a little bit, that that's really is the test of your metal, the test of what you're made of, and Davies responded big time yesterday, shaking off back-to-back tough outings and really uh, pitching very well against a Colorado team with a lot of thump in that lineup. Uh, also, what stuck out to me, speaking of guys uh, struggling lately and picking themselves back up, Orlando Arcia had a pair of hits, including a very nice execution of a squeeze bunt. He was in a, a rotten slump uh, entering the game, just three for his previous 35. And uh, you wrote that he made some adjustments at the plate that he's worked on with uh, hitting coaches uh, in the cages. What were some of those adjustments that got him those pair of hits on Wednesday? Well, well, you could see it. He was, it was so obvious. You didn't really need to even be a baseball guy to see him lunging at the ball uh, at the plate. And he was doing that throughout that period where he was struggling. And look, Kirk Council said he's a young player who's trying to get hits. And that can be a tough spot for a guy to be in when you come up and you don't find him right away. You try really, really hard to get him. And that's what he was doing. So he had Darnell Coles, the hitting coach, uh, looking at video. He had other teammates saying the same thing to him. 
he was lunging. So now he's going to try to stay back on the ball a little bit. He was able to do it as a pinch hitter two nights ago, came up with a big double that sparked the Brewers' winning rally. And then, as you said, he had a, a nice day at the plate yesterday. He looks pretty obviously like the, a guy, when he's right, he's going to go the other way. And we say that about all hitters, Matt. So, you know, it, it's, it's not like I'm breaking some big news story there, but his good games, it has just been very dramatic that he hits three, four balls hard to right center field. And I think that's what they're going to try to get him to focus on here the final month. The key to doing that, obviously, is staying back on the ball. So all of that kind of goes together. And they hope that, that recognizing it, the little video work they did, and then having a little payoff right away in some of these games will help him. Uh, again, he's another guy. You want to have a good feeling going into the offseason. That was the whole point of bringing him up for, for him. It was 58 games to end the season. So they, they hope they found a little something here that he can take it and run with. And hopefully Wednesday, the start of a turnaround for the youngster, Orlando Arcia. And Adam, I, uh, I know that uh, some eyebrows were raised when uh, he first received that big league promotion, considering that the numbers he put up in a, in a very hitter-friendly park in Colorado Springs in a very hitter-friendly league in the PCL, uh, even with those, uh, you know, with those elements, uh, the numbers he put up were rather pedestrian, yet he gets the big league call-up, and I know, again, that, again, some eyebrows are raised, some questions were asked about, you know, is he really deserving of this call-up? Do you think that got in his head a little bit, that he heard some of the chatter and heard some of the people saying that, you know what, we're not quite sure why he's getting called up right now because the numbers have not been that great. To some extent, if any, did that get in his head a little bit, knowing that, uh, you know, there was that chatter out there about him? Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that that was it. I think it was probably that he's facing big league pitching now, and, it, you know, they're just they're a lot better, and he's not, he's not getting mistakes to hit. So I think that probably has a lot more to do with, uh, with what's happening than chatter. I mean, he's a little insulated from the chatter and that there's a pretty significant language barrier at this point. So sometimes that can, you know, maybe this is an instance where that helps the player. You can, it's easy to block out all the noise when it's in a different language than you speak. So, uh, you know, I, I think that his challenge right now, and, and he said this when we chatted about it yesterday, his challenge is just this is an adjustment now. This is a different level of pitching, a different level of baseball, and he recognizes that he is going to have to make an adjustment to his game in order to succeed at this level, and that's what they're trying to work on. Yeah, good point about the language barrier. That can be, you know, sometimes a detriment, other times uh, beneficial, and I think in this case, definitely beneficial for the youngster, Orlando Arcia. Uh, going back to Tuesday, Adam, a milestone day for both uh, Brent Suter and Corey Kniebel, the former earning his first big league win, and the latter, Kniebel, earning his first big league save. You had a very interesting article on Brewers.com and a very interesting question, uh, considering that both guys had milestones on that same day. And, of course, it was, who gets the game ball? So how exactly did the team resolve this conundrum between two guys who clearly each deserved it? This one is right up your alley, right, Matt? I feel like I wrote this one just for you. Absolutely. Yeah, the the uh, the Saber, the 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 uh, advanced metrics people are banging their head against the wall because I was able to write about a win and a save within the same story, and they don't care about either. <laughs> but I'll tell you, to, to the players themselves, it was very meaningful. Uh, Suter is a guy, Harvard grad, a late round pick, and you know, a couple days removed from his major league debut, that's probably where he was thinking win but he was able to kind of vulture one in relief at Miller Park. And then 
Corey Knable is a guy who saved games in college, saved games in the minor leagues, but this is his first uh, opportunity in the big leagues with uh, Tyler Thornburg off limits because he'd pitched a lot the previous two days. So, yeah, they, uh, they came in. They had a co-celebration. It used to be a beer shower around here, but I don't think they do the beer shower anymore. No, I think now they take a bucket and they find whatever liquid or semi-liquid they can in the kitchen slash training room, put it in a bucket, and whatever comes out uh, gets doused on a guy in the shower. So those two were able to uh, have that celebration together. And they did come up with a baseball for each. I think what happened is that Knable got the ball from the final out. Suter got a ball that was used in his own inning. Both guys went home happy and had their nice little miles. I'm glad that it was resolved because as soon as I read the article, I thought, uh-oh, you know, uh, two guys, one Strife. ball. That's, uh, that's a problem. You know, do the yeah. math. So I'm glad that uh, each guy got their, their just due. And a good day on Tuesday for both uh, Suter and Knievel, uh getting some uh, milestone accomplishments they will not soon forget. Uh, Adam, to begin to wrap up here, a uh, few bumps and bruises for the crew recently. That's not uncommon for any team in baseball this time of year, the dog days especially. Uh, give us some brief injury updates on uh, Junior Guerra, also Jacob Barnes, and uh, Will Middlebrooks as well. Well, I'll mix up the order because Middlebrooks has already started a rehab assignment with their A-ball team. I think he is uh, supposed to play at least two games there, then probably move on to another affiliate. Junior Guerra scheduled to start Saturday for the AAA club, probably just a one and done, then bring him back to the big league. And Jacob Barnes will throw somewhere. They haven't exactly figured out where. There's some weather issues going on down in the southern part of the country. They're going to figure out what's the best uh, spot to send him, and he'll have a series of relief appearances as he works back. The bottom line for all three, though, is that this is going to be uh, likely a post-September 1 callback uh, unless the Brewers come up with some kind of need before then where they, they really need one of those players. The idea is wait till rosters expand. It's a much easier addition at that point to bring them back from the DL. And the key guy there is obviously Junior Guerra. He has been – he was their best starter before he went down the first start of August with an elbow issue. And he is definitely one of those guys to where September matters. Uh, for him personally to sort of prove that the things he did coming up were not a fluke. And for the Brewers, he would be a, a – Extremely good trade chip if they wanted to. They had opportunities at the deadline, opted to hang on to him. Then he got hurt in the very first start after the trade deadline, which was some bad luck. So, you know, he will either be a part of their rotation next year or a pretty interesting chip for a team looking to acquire a player who had a lot of success here, who's a 31-year-old rookie. Just, a, again, all those things we've talked about, Matt, that make him a very interesting story. Uh, the bottom line is he's got a lot of club control left. So he could be a pretty valuable guy if a team and, and its scouts deem that this was all legit and that this is uh, that he can repeat this type of performance uh, next year and beyond. I think Milwaukee uh, he could be part of the next wave of guys to be traded. Yeah, I think uh, the Brewers are in a good spot here with a uh, Junior Guerra, especially if he can put together a solid September and it could lead to uh, a lot of interest in the off season from other clubs. That remains to be seen. Uh, Adam, good place to wrap this one up as uh, we're just hours away from first pitch between the Brewers and the Pirates. And the Brewers have, of course, dominated the Pirates in uh, recent years, not just recent years, I think the, like the last decade at Miller Park, a win percentage above 65 or 70 percent. It's absurd. Uh, we'll see if the crew can continue that trend as we uh, discuss things next week. We'll break it all down. 
Adam McKelvey, uh, thank you so much for your time. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.